Brought to you by Make Fun Network. listening to This Rules, This Sucks on the Make Fun Network. Welcome back, bitches. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Starting it real strong there. <laughs> yeah, this is a new type of show we call everyone a goddamn little panty-waisted bitch. Panty-waisted. Yeah. You know what's funny about the term panty-waisted? What? Is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like a funny trope that like big, burly, like trucker dudes wear panties. Why? Uh, why panties as opposed to other underwears? Well, because panties are usually uh, correlated with like a, like a feminine nature. And to call someone a panty-waisted uh, bitch would be uh, a, a gender derogatory term. However, the point I'm making is that <laughs> burly, biker-esque, truck-driving men with big, wide, fat asses, uh, uh-huh. uh, they wear panties as far as, as far as I've been told from the... Uh, the rumor mill at the truck stop. Well, I, I, I was curious if there was some like utilitarian purpose of them wearing panties. Like, right. if you're going to be sitting, you know, maybe oh, panties fuck. are just more accommodating. You know what? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you think they are more accommodating? Or do you- <laughs> well, from I mean, the whole thing is like they're way more comfortable, right? Like that's that's the reason why get True. a lot of guys they just say like right. It's more comfortable. I don't know. Anyway. Hey. Real truckers wear thongs. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we're back. This Rules of Sucks has returned. If you uh, haven't noticed, Matt is still here. He's never gone. Yeah. Old reliable, I should start calling you. Yeah. That, there are worse things to be called. Yeah. I could think of a few. Uh, but new, as a new permanent host, is uh, been on top five a few times. Dave, David Thomas, welcome, to the, welcome to the show. Thank you. You can call me old here now. <laughs> Whoa, here now. Yep. Old present tense. Old, this is the thing that's happening. What up? Yeah. So, I, David, how long have we threatened to actually like do a show? Like, honestly, three years maybe? Yeah, it's it's been between a month and nine years. <laughs> so, three makes sense. For like a long time... Me and David has always talked about, hey, uh, we should do a show. David would be like, I have an idea mm-hmm. for a show I want to do on the network. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. It's just nothing ever, uh, nothing ever happened. But yeah. then uh, we were talking about bringing Turtz back, and Fro said he couldn't, uh, he couldn't commit the time to doing two shows, and he was he's mm-hmm. full time on top five. So I was, I said, I got a replacement. His name's David fucking Thomas. Always coming through. When Fro can't, I'm not Fro. <laughs> Call me friend. Oh, that's that's a good shirt. I think go. I think David needs a shirt that says, "Don't call me Fro. Call me friend." That's yeah. that's real good. <laughs> nice, David fucking Thomas. What made you decide that this was going to be the show that you wanted to do? That was did matches say like, "Hey, I got turts and Fro sucks." Like, what do you what do you think? <laughs> or was there something about the format that that interested you? Uh, actually, um, well, one, I'm not sure if Matt and I have ever actually had a conversation that wasn't just us pitching ideas at each other. That's um, true. Yeah. We're both definitely idea men. Big right. Time. 
It's all it is. But uh, I'm actually very excited for this because I'm one of those people who it's it's actually very hard for me to take a stance. Like the hardest part <laughs> about like writing jokes is having opinions. And I tend to just be very like, well, yes, to both sides. So I, this this is a good <laughs> exercise for me to to commit to a hard stance. So I'm excited for that. That's true. Yeah, David is a uh, is a is a comedian by by trade. Would you say it's mm-hmm. by trade? Uh, if by trade means you're you get money from it, then sort of, not really, <laughs> kind of, sometimes <laughs> a very small time trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. If you've never listened to the show before, if you're new to Make Fun Network, also go to facebook.com slash makefunnetwork. Become a fun button. You can be a fan of all the shows on Make Fun Network and Cyclocomica Season 2 right around the corner. Top 5 of Death has been going on for over 7 years. And uh, Sleep with the Light On, Roll for Damage. We have a nice little group of podcasts going. There's, there's even more than I mentioned. Over Under Fair. Where to, where to even stop? Uh, you ever heard of Nerdist? That's on Make Fun Network. Uh, <laughs> have you ever heard of the Joe Rogan Experience? That's on Make Fun Network. It's, <laughs> Chris, I don't up. think we want that one anymore, right? No, I Cause 100% still do. I don't know why you wouldn't. Mm. The biggest podcast in the world. Yeah, but... Yeah, but what? Are you going <laughs> to comment on the fact on a show that you don't listen to and you don't know what you're talking about? Because uh, Salon.com made a comment. It's all about <laughs> the money. Why Salon? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because you you if anyone reads Salon here, it's a hundred percent. I don't you. think I've ever even been to Salon.com. Don't make me check your browser history. If I see, uh you know what? I'll check it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have inadvertently been to Salon. I'm sure. <laughs> That's I, right. I'm gonna search my history right now and, and right. just know just to find out. But because I don't really think so. I don't. It's not one that I come across in my daily. Yeah. Anyway, all those shows are on make fun. So if you like those shows. uh <laughs> You can go to patreon.com slash Fun network. Why am I why haven't I tried to just trick people into being s- supporters of Make Fun Network by doing that? We're not big enough that anyone's ever gonna call me out on it, right? And Joe Rogan's not gonna give a like a throw a roundhouse kick to my face about it. I mean he might. He he might spend all of his time listening for like when are other people <laughs> mentioning me. It, that would be fantastic. Yeah. I mean you think his friends you know. ever call him Jogan? Sorry. Oh my god, I don't know, but I... This is like the FedEx arrow and the logo thing where I'll never not think about that. Yep. Shit. Right after after he, you know, repeats debunked claims about left-wing people starting Oregon wildfires, then he'll definitely... (laughs) Hey, do you know what what, what was debunked about that? That it didn't happen? No, that uh, he said activists in the plural, and it was actually an activist... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's full of what? shit. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. That's it. One of the six people arrested in Oregon, uh, were arrested on charges of starting brush fires in Oregon, is a self-identified Black Lives Matter activist. So mm-hmm. that's where he got that information from. But he said activists with an S. And that is where the framing device of the article that was written. So everything I said is true. Please feel free to fact check me. Yes. Uh, no, it's not. Sim- simply, you're, you're spinning it. It's fine. I don't want to argue about I'm it. I'm not spinning nothing. It's the facts. I don't know what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Look, if Jogan's got a problem with it, he can show up and dispute yes. himself. What an absolute <laughs> return. I can't wait to talk about the most uh, contentious uh, topic <laughs> later. What, you know, whatever whatever Matt says on, on it, even if I agree with him, I'm going to have to just disagree with them so i don't want to give away my position later on uh, on the main topic but just we'll have mako first and you can just assume that i'll just take the opposing one you won't even mm. have to speak we'll just know 
yeah, you know what? I'll just, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to me. And I'll be like, remember what Matt said? And then we'll go, yeah, I'll go the opposite of everything he said. And then I'll just start cueing the music at the end. Sounds great. Oh, I forgot about the music in the show. I know I wanted to get new music and I, I never got a chance to even look, but I still might be able to because I have to produce the show uh, mm-hmm. afterwards. Uh, anyway, so this week, right? So new thing to the show. We're trying to get a little bit more rulesy, sucksy. So uh, how was your week? What were some what were some high points? What were some low points? Anything, um, any personal anecdotal media that you, you partook in or, or anything like that that you can give a rule sucks on real fast? Yeah, I'll jump in there. I'll take the bait. All right. Bait has been cast. Matt has taken it. Hook in his mouth. Uh, <laughs> he is in great pain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. my mouth, uh, Honestly, these braces do cause a lot of mouth pain. Oh, my. I, <laughs> I forgot that you had braces because shouldn't they have been off like eight years ago? They, yeah, they should have been off. That, that's not like a dig at like he's an adult with braces. I mean, like <laughs> they should like his, his his commitment to the time was extended. Or is that so? Before everyone was like, "Man, Matt's really taking personal digs after that little back and forth." No, I, I I empathize very heavily with with dental issues, but his his braces should have been off by now. Am I am I incorrect there? No, you are a hundred percent correct. They yeah. should have been off in February. And what are we in September? Mm. Almost October at this point, and they that's are- so much longer. Yeah, it went from 14 months, and at this point, we're looking at 24 months. Oh, God. I was like, oh, yeah, a year and two months, I can do that no problem. Before you know it, it'll be over, and now we're coming in on two years. If they had told me two years at the beginning, I would have been like, wait a second, hold on, hold on. But So what happened? Uh, it's, it just it takes long. I don't know, man. I've, I've been mm. doing research about it. Do you know that up until about <laughs> 200 years ago, most like people had perfect teeth? You know, unless you lived in a place that has a lot of fruit, and then you'd, you'd be likely to have cavities. But crooked teeth wasn't a thing until like the Industrial Revolution, because people. what we ate changed, especially in childhood, and so our our mouths, our teeth, aren't used to like the soft food that we eat, and so they just kind of all went crazy. I'm I'm not going to Google this, but I do not believe that. <laughs> I know. Honest, I swear to you, I did not believe it either. I read an article in the New York Times a couple of weeks ago. I was like, yeah, they're full of shit. I don't believe it for a second. And then I found all of these other things. It's like, yeah, people more than 200 years ago always had straight teeth because, you know, if you look at an animal, look, do animals never need braces, right? Every once in a while, you'll have like, you know, what's that ugly cat or angry cat, mean cat, whatever the hell that cat's called that has the crazy uh. overbite. But like your pets don't have crooked teeth, but everybody has crooked teeth. Why do none of our pets? Because they haven't they, they uh, <laughs> their diets haven't changed like our diets have changed after the industrial revolution. Yeah. So we're not chewing the same things in childhood. So we've what? got these fucked up teeth. You know what's funny is you, you say that because and it's you're a hundred percent right because I laugh every time my old cat like yawns real big because. Uh, but you know, between his big canines, they got those little teeth, and they're like just perfectly straight. <laughs> it's so weird. What? And yeah. you look at like old skulls and stuff, and it's like, yeah, they always had straight teeth because we evolved in such a way that was used to having a certain diet, and so our teeth work for that diet. But if you don't eat that diet, and your teeth just go wherever the hell they want to go, because I guess your teeth get worn down eating hard food. And because they that doesn't happen, your teeth are too big for your mouth, and so there's just no room. Industrial Revolution happens, and they're like, "We got 
start putting metal in our food. <laughs> yeah. And I, you have, I have completely swerved. I now believe you. This, this all makes sense. Finally. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah, did, so have you, did you ever have braces, my friend? I did. Yeah. For, they suck. yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, I had to get them put back on too. Cause our science teacher would give oh. out Jolly Ranchers and it like hardened and it, yeah, like ripped off the whole thing. So oh, like, that's a nightmare. Yeah, I, I have but, a list of food that I'm going to eat the minute these things come off, and it's like sticky candy and popcorn and all that bullshit that I've been missing for two years. Uh, all right, so yeah, you, you got me on a tangent there with the hook and the my, mm-hmm. mouth pain. But, so I uh, didn't. It was not my intention. I know, but my mouth is killing me. Uh, so <laughs> I don't like award shows typically. I don't know if you guys watch the Oscars or the Emmys or anything like that. Uh, but this past week was the 72nd primetime creative Emmy awards. And they split it up over like five nights. The create, the creative wow. Emmy awards. Yes. 72nd primetime creative Emmy awards. There's so many Emmys. Yeah, there's a million. Um, and according to Emmys.com, Watchmen was nominated for 26 Emmys. Whoa. And mm. won 11 Emmys, uh, which I feel like is a shitload of awards. Uh, cinematography, sound editing, sound mixing, writing, best single camera, uh, you know, best uh, music score, best supporting actor, best actress. Uh, it was outstanding lead actress, they call it. Uh, and outstanding limited series. So it won basically best limited series. Uh, of the year and these Emmys. Watchmen rules and to see all these amazing awards for a show that was friggin' awesome and like no other show, it rules. So I was pretty pleased. And apparently the Emmy Awards this year, I don't know if you've seen it, it's like a statue holds a ball. And this year the ball was a um, hand sanitizer. It was hand sanitizer in the ball that it was holding. Huh. Well, that's going to solve everything. Yeah, very 2020. I didn't, I, um, I never, I watched the, I think the first episode of Watchmen. I, I never finished it. And not, really? not because I didn't, I know because I didn't like it. I just, uh, I think, uh, does this ever happen to you? Uh, not to me, not to get all Jay Leno on you. But sometimes it's, it's like the banana theory, right? Where there'll be points in my life where, I'm watching too many shows and I can't keep up with all of them. And then there's times when I have nothing to watch. So I believe when Watchmen came out, I think I was watching a handful of shows and I don't have like a lot of time to watch shows as it is. So sure. New dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not at the, not when Watchmen came out. <laughs> right. But now you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, she's three months old. I'm like, I'm like old news. <laughs> I'm a 90 day dad. She can live <laughs> on her own now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I just I never got back into it, and I don't know. I have a real problem. What does it have to do with bananas? Yeah, like the bunches theory. It happens in bunches. Oh, ba- bananas come in bunches. You never heard that? You never, no, you never, uh, I was like, I've never heard that either. I was oh, waiting come for on. It to come back around yeah. to bananas, and <laughs> what am I you slip on it? And you know, <laughs> I, don't know. I know, like uh, TV shows like a banana, where if like you don't watch it, it turns black and like just too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's great. Got it. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't. I heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, it was because mm. 
Watchmen is not an easy thing to do a sequel to, right? Um, and they did it in like the best possible way where it's, it is a sequel, but it's almost as much of a thematic sequel than it is a literal like, hey, where are these, you know, what's Dr. Manhattan up to? Although that does happen in the show, that's not the main driving force. The main driving force is like, what is going on in the world right now uh, of the Watchmen, you know, 30 years? What would the world be like 30 years after the squid? Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. fucking so cool. It's a great premise. Uh, You know, squids are cool. Squids cool. Mm-hmm. I still think the guy who wrote it, Alan Moore, is probably still pissed about it and doesn't give a shit and has never watched it. He's a cranky old wizard living in the the uh, forest. Somewhere. Oh, I thought he was dead. No, no, no. He's <laughs> oh. he's a, he wrote this like two thousand page novel called Jerusalem recently, and he hates comics now. And, um, <laughs> he I, recently I saw. There was another comic that came out, um, and he did the blurb on the back, you know, with this, you know, read this book, it's great kind of thing. And his mm-hmm. blurb was, you know, and the book was about a guy uh, who makes comics. And he says, you know, this is the best book about an industry that I can no longer be associated with. <laughs> it's like, wow, wow, you are so cranky, you crazy old man. He's a crank. I love it. You so, love- anyway, Watchmen. Is awesome. Watchmen rules and it getting all those Emmys this week rules. Did it, it was nominated or, or it won them? It won 11 and 11 wins, 26 nominations. So it won best series, best supporting actor, and best actress. Whoa. Cool. Whoa. Uh, so I got a couple of rules sucks real fast, a little personal rule sucks. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Um, very recent rule. I just, uh, I got a smoker for Father's Day and I just smoked, uh, I just smoked two pork loins, and it was real good. It doesn't sound mm. very edge. Um, it was super edge. The smoke was... Uh, drug-free? It was drug-free drug smoke. smoke. Yeah, it was a, from a fog machine. I just uh. put my mouth on it. <laughs> it <was> sucking, <laughs> sucking away the fog. Um, no, that was good. But So I've talked about a, a, a fiasco on Top 5 uh, of Death, which is another wonderful podcast from the Make Fun Network. And they, um, about my car. So I ordered a car and I, I haven't gotten it yet. I ordered it in March. They said 12 ordered to 40. one. Okay. Yeah. I ordered a car and I have to, when it comes, I have to assemble it. <laughs> it comes in a box. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny with like Ikea instructions with the little weird outline guy. It comes it's with Legos. It comes with one wrench and that's all I need. <laughs> Damn um, it. They forgot a piece. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I ordered a, a a new car. And they said twelve to fourteen weeks. That was in March, and then COVID happened, and the factory that was making the car shut down. Mm. So that's fine. Okay, I understand. Totally understandable. I figured another five six weeks tacked on to my twelve to fourteen week window. No, not even close. And then the place I ordered it from, I, I didn't. I has. I haven't been happy with the customer experience. Let's say that I've been uh, getting there. So I went mm-hmm. to another dealership to see if I could order it again, and they uh, they won't they wouldn't even take my order. They said the factory is so behind on orders that we're not taking we're not doing orders anymore. So what they said was, write down. Uh, let me write down what 
you were looking for or what you ordered. And if something comes in that matches it, I'll give you a call. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll fucking shit in one hand and <laughs> whatever and see what happens first. Okay, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they asked me to leave. They're like, please don't swear in our car showroom. I was like, you're right. Uh, but I did anyway, just to, for whatever reason. And there's no reason not to at that point, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. There's no reason not to. They called me yesterday. They're, no. Yeah. They called me yesterday. They're getting the only difference in what I ordered from the car they're getting this week is the color of the interior. So <laughs> I said, yeah, I, I can live with that. So I'm going from ordering my car in March and eventually getting an estimated delivery date of November 18th, eight months later. Wow. Uh, I should have my car by Thursday. Thursday. Yep. So uh, that's amazing because I, I, I kind of had the personal thought that you would just never get it. I also thought I would never get it either. I thought it would <laughs> be like never this, gonna happen. this fun, long-running bit of my life where November 18th would come around and be like, oh, you won't believe it. Your car came in, but then uh, somebody took it on accident. <laughs> right. And, and we uh, let it go to somebody else or it fell off yeah. the back of the truck. Yeah. They t- and, you know, and like every every six weeks or so, you're like, oh, it was so close to happening and it didn't happen, but you're so stubborn that you wouldn't get it up and choose another car. You're like, fuck <laughs> this. I'm going to get this car. And then they like discontinue the car. <laughs> I just really thought that that's how this was going to go. I, 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 I imagine Matt being 80 years old and like sitting on the porch and finally the car rolls up <laughs> into his driveway. And it has and like it, 30 miles on it for some reason. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? It's a, tw- it's a 2020 Kia Telluride. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, but um but yeah so that's a that's a very big unexpected rule in in my my playbook and it's great because i didn't think i was gonna have to get an inspection sticker on my current car and then the delay happened and i was like fuck i gotta get an inspection sticker and i don't know if there's anything wrong and with my luck there'll be something wrong and i'll have to pay to fix it because i need the car between now and november but Mm -hmm. nope fuck it i don't care what happens now shit yeah there you go so I I'd assumed that because it was a Kia, it would be made in South Korea, but apparently they're made in Georgia. Yeah, they're made in Georgia, West Point, Georgia. I didn't, <laughs> Matt. I did not know that. Uh, I uh, they they make the the Kia down in uh, down in Georgia, Georgia. Uh, and you did you get the what was the fancy? No, so that was okay. the thing too because I that's what I, I the Nightfall edition. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Nightfall. <laughs> So Shut up! It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got the code red gamer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so Tesla announced a new car today. Uh, well, a new version of the Model S, and it's called the Plaid. Um, Ooh, is it actually is, Plaid? No, it's it's <laughs> oh. a reference to the Spaceballs because oh, it, goes it has ludicrous. It has ludicrous mode, and so it goes into Plaid. And it's like, yeah, it's their fastest current car, and it's like a five hundred mile range, which is really incredible. Jeez. Um. Yeah. So that's a. Uh, so I'm pumped about that, David. Any uh, any rules sucks of the week? Yeah. Uh, I got a rules. Uh, I live in Virginia. Um, and my town is not very. Uh, what's the word? Like, if you're gonna go out to eat, you you're choosing between like chilies or Applebee's. Yeah. That kind of thing. I got gotcha. you. And yeah, but there's this kebab place that I found that is like family owned. Went there, Shandis kebab. It rules. It's really good. <laughs> What kind of um, what kind of kebab you get? I got the the combo number one. It All right. was uh it was a uh, chicken and uh, 
Kubida, I think it was called. It was like a kind of beef, I think. I'll look it up. It was real good. The rice was uh, varied and came with, weirdly, it came with like grilled jalapenos, which mm. I did not know was a kebab thing, but it was real good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, okay. So, Kubida. Uh, yeah, that's what it says. Ground beef, ground lamb. Oh, it's Middle Eastern. I was going to say, that's not, that looks Middle Eastern. That's not Kibbe, right? No. Oh, my God. I Googled it, Kubida, too, and the first picture is of a cat. And I'm like, uh-oh. But, uh, uh nope. <laughs> uh-oh. But, Sweet. Yeah, it was real good. Uh, so, that was the rules, and it uh, sucks. Uh, obviously, we've had a lot of time um, indoors, and I, at several times over the past let's say month, month or two months, I've tried to, dis- I've tried to, da-da-da. I've tried to start the game Final Fantasy nine and I can't get into it. It sucks. I, <laughs> the, the art style is stupid and all the, all the characters look, I don't, I don't know. I'm probably spoiled by like the later ones, but they all just look like weird little children with tails and can't get into it. And you know what? It, it, I I think I just missed the boat on Final Fantasy Nine. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear this. You know, I it's it's been hard, but I think Final I Fantasy have to, Nine. It's, it's yeah. one of the most unique in the in the franchise. I think, especially it, you know, coming after eight and before ten. Perhaps it's unique <laughs> in that it sucks. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, oh. Was it? Did you just think it was bad, David? You know, I don't know. It it just didn't hook me, and I'll I'll admit I'm not giving it a fair shake at all. But uh, it's I don't know. Like the opening, I it's I think it's one of those like like you watch like the 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 stop motion Christmas movies when you're a kid and you love it, and then you just get older and all of a sudden you look at it and you're like, wait, that's really creepy looking. <laughs> I I think that's what happened. Final Fantasy Nine for me. Like perhaps when I was a kid, I would have appreciated it, but like. Now it's in like this weird uncanny valley thing to me that I just don't understand. And I just, I can't do it. I can't, I can't get into the look of it. Hmm. Well, Mm. there you go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That's, that's the end of, that's the end of final fantasy. Everyone. Yep. I got a fucking hardcore sucks up for you. Always for me. Hardcore Uh, sucks. So today, the day of that we are recording this episode, the Xbox, Series X pre-orders went live. Oh, um, did you ever pre-order fail? Oh, yeah. I d- no fucking way did I come even close to getting one. It was a fucking nightmare. I'm so furious about the whole thing. I, I would be shocked who, if you got it. Yeah, I actually have a, a guy at work who accidentally got two pre-orders at two different places because he was just like banging on his computer for hours. And yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so he's looking to get rid of one. <laughs> I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure it's already gone. Uh, yeah, probably. I, somebody, uh, a fun butt, actually, also got two and said, "Anyone, <laughs> anyone interested?" And I didn't see it for a few hours, and it, uh, it was also gone. They sold that extra one for ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fine. I, so you're, you're going Xbox this time around. I'll, I'll get, a, I'll get a PS5 eventually, but initially, I'm looking for the for the Xbox. I, I want an Xbox. Series X and a and the Series S because I play both upstairs and downstairs. Downstairs is on my big, nice TV, and upstairs is more for like uh, competitive gaming on a on like mm. an actual gaming monitor. 
Um, cool. Yeah, I, I'm very cool. Yeah, you are cool, man. Uh, so so cool, man. Man, uh, I don't. I am. I'm not. A, I haven't played video games since I was a kid. Although I have been playing Mario 64, and that's uh, a lot of fun. What on the Switch? Mar- Mario 64 holds up. Final Fantasy IX does not. <laughs> different eras. Different eras. Well, are they? I played Mario 64 when I was in middle school and Final Fantasy IX when I was in high school. Mm. It's like senior year of high school when I finished Final Fantasy IX. Uh, but I guess PlayStation and 64, I guess it is around the same time. It's just, I, I feel like in my life there were two very different times. I could be full of shit. Um, they feel like different worlds to me because I had the 64 and friends at a PlayStation. So if I was playing PlayStation, I wasn't at my house. So uh, it was a different different atmosphere all entirely. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, Maddie. What are we talking about? What are we talking about this week? And this episode on our big return is none other than E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Bum, bum, bum. You know and what? I could have easily had the music queued up, and I just yeah. fucking... <laughs> I've been sitting here looking at Kubota pictures. <laughs> uh, so, and the big reason we're doing this is one amongst us has never seen it. Right, it's not, mm-hmm. that's kind of yeah, and it ain't me, baby. Should should we spoil that? Uh, yeah, it's David. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never so, seen it. Why? How, how old are you, David? Uh, I am thirty-one. Thirty-one. Mm-hmm. So okay, so you're a little younger. Uh, so by the yeah. time you were born, like it, it was already kind of came and gone. Yeah. Well, what was it? Eighty-two. Where it yeah. came out, yeah. Right. So born eighty eight. Uh, I don't know. I honestly, I think, I think the fact that there weren't sequels is probably why I didn't see it. Because like I remember seeing Star Wars, because they're like, well, there's three of them. I was like, well, I gotta see all three. But like, <laughs> but I mean, Star Wars they re released, right? And this didn't didn't get really a re release until you're much older. Well, I saw. I mean, I saw all the Star Wars before like Phantom Menace and stuff. Right? Like, yeah, because like, they re released in ninety seven. Oh, yeah, oh I mean, maybe that was it. Yeah. Like yeah. R- right next to the Nintendo 64, Star Wars <laughs> comes out. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, my parents aren't really movie people. And like when I was a kid, it was never really something we sought out. So like, you know, I just got to a point. I was like, ah, I mean, sure. Like it's ET. <laughs> like we know the moon, but like, yeah, everyone yeah. knows. Yeah. And it comes, it became kind of like part of the, you know, the cultural, like, one of those movies that everybody knows and you don't even have mm. to see it because it's just like, yeah, it's E.T., you know it, and you just yeah. never get around to watching it. Like, you feel like you've seen it just because it's come up enough in conversation. Like, I've never seen The Sixth Sense, but, like, I feel like I, you know. It's but you know things. that he was dead the whole time. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Hold on. E.T. Okay. was dead the whole time? Now, the other question is, have you been on E.T. the ride? <laughs> uh... First question, where is it? And Univ- Universal is in Florida. And yeah. I guess in Hollywood, maybe? I don't know. No, I think, oh. it, I think it only exists in Florida. Ah. Oh, my God. I think I actually might have. <laughs> <laughs> so you have seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh, my, I think. Let me, wait. Ask you, let me ask you this, David. Did you, did you write your name down on a card? Do you remember writing your name on a card and handing it so that E.T. would say your name at the end of it? <laughs> 
I think this I think this is like I think you guys are incepting me right now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I did. I, I wasn't there a thing you rode like the tram and it took you through a bunch of different movies. Well, no, that was the backlot uh, studio tour. Right. Oh well, I did that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So well then, so I can just say, you tee the ride, it, it rules. It's a, it's a cool dark ride. It is a very cool dark ride. I, my, honestly, my favorite part of the ride is walking through the forest up to the up to the ride. Yeah, because you feel like you're on the the, the planet, right? Yeah, it's very cool. That's oh, so cool. Huh. And they got a uh, Botanicus. The the other alien's name is Botanicus <laughs> because they're supposed to be a. Uh, well, I mean, I guess we can just kind of get into it, right? So E.T. is <laughs> yeah. a uh, a story of a an alien that finds himself on Earth. Well itself on earth because uh spielberg was uh, he's very adamant that et is genderless because being a plant-based creature um it has no male or female uh sex organs right no no Mm. gender for good old et no i feel i mean honestly the most progressive progressive of them all right the most genderless (laughs) alien et I think they call him a he in the movie. Though. I think they do too, but uh, he doesn't insist. Yeah, it's a boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole. See, glad you watched it. <laughs> yeah, Spielberg, progressive. Elliot, not so much. <laughs> Classic white boy. Uh, have you ever seen the guy who played Elliot in anything else recently? I assume he looks exactly the same. And no, <laughs> it's he was in a horror movie as like a priest not long ago, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, I think it was like one of the Conjuring movies, uh, and it was like creepy just seeing old him. Uh, you know, the movie itself wasn't scary, but you know, just Henry Thomas as an old man was scary. So it made the movie scary for me. I'm I'm trying to look up exactly what it was. He and then, he looks like he could grow up to play a great serial killer. <laughs> like, uh, uh, okay, yeah, I see him now. Oh. He just looks he looks like a boring very normal nothing special about him. Put him in a priest costume though. It was Ouija Origin of Evil. That's uh, that's what he was in. Ouija. The Ouija board movie. Why did I see that movie? God. Uh you watch every movie. Out. I love movies, guys. I see a lot of movies. He really does. Why don't you plug your letterboxed? Yeah, you can letterboxd.com <laughs> slash Vincenti, I think is just the name, and then you could see all the movies I watch all the freaking time. How many movies I, are on there that you've watched? Oh, I could tell you. Um, all right, why, don't you why don't you give me a number? Actually, hold on. David, how many movies do you think Matt has watched according to his Letterboxd account? Like in your entire life? Uh, or like that you would register account, on there? I've had this account for 10 years or so. Maybe a little bit more than 10 years. Maybe. Okay. Years. Uh, I'm just going to say like 210. <laughs> Matt, what's your guess? Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say upwards of a thousand. So this year, I've watched 107 movies. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, and so, total logged in my letterbox account is 1,158. Oh man! Yikes! Wow! Yeah, I love, I love them. I've watched one, two. Hold three, on. Five, seven, yeah, 210 is not a lot at all. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched oh, no. eight movies this month. <laughs> I would have got to 210 real quick. Damn. I'm impressed. That is crazy. 
This guy loves movies. I do. Um, yeah. Okay, so back to E.T. I made some notes. Do you want to go through some notes? Yeah, you got notes. So, uh, I mean, Please. so that's that, everywhere. So, other than David, most people mm-hmm. know the premise of this movie already, right? <laughs> E.T. Yeah. comes and they have a connection, and then E.T. leaves. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to There's some a notes. ring. They got to destroy a ring. Yeah, they got to go to a, a mountain. Yeah. Also. There's a politician who's like being puppetized by like a, some secret order. There's a yep. divorce. One's Kramer. Yeah, there's Kramer. <laughs> you gotta... There's also this guy named Sam fighting for custody of his own kid. He is Sam. <laughs> <laughs> this movie that we're making up is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what are some notes, Matt? What do you got? So the first thing when I was I watched it. You know, in preparation for this that I noticed is that the only adult for almost 90% of the movie that it shows above the waist is mom. Mm-hmm. All of the other adults you only see from the waist down because you're seeing it from the kid's perspective or from E.T.'s perspective. And these adults are these big, unknowable, scary things. And for like a kid's movie you know, as, as being a kid that, that it's like subconsciously connected with me. Like, you know, cause it seemed like a movie from my perspective as a child. And then now watching it as an adult, I noticed it as a stylistic thing. And I, I was like, wow, Spielberg's a genius. And this was a, you know, this is a, a such a small, subtle example of it. And, uh, it just, I loved it. You know what's crazy is that uh, he originally did that with Jaws, and he wanted everything to be shot from the perspective of the shark, but um, <laughs> it just it was too blurry, too too watery. <laughs> uh, and so you know the main character, you know from his keychain, right? The the main kind of scientist mm. guy. Um, you, you know, I don't even know if he ever gets a name in the movie. Like I just kept calling him Keychain Guy, and then when you see him and you humanize him at the end. Uh, where you make that connection, like, oh, he's not some unknowable bad guy. He's he's actually not a bad guy at all. He's he's like Elliot, but is now older, and he missed out on this opportunity, and he wants to do everything he can to help. Um, yeah. You know, throughout the whole thing, you're thinking like, oh, the all the adults are bad. Can't can't tell any of the adults anything. You know him from that keychain and dead ass. Dead <laughs> there's ass. Just, there's a lot of shots of that guy's ass. The Those whole dad jeans. Yeah, I mean, it was a Levi's. <laughs> Matt, how do you feel about his ass in comparison <laughs> to yours? I mean, it's not my ass is like very low tier. So yeah, mm-hmm. is it like it, almost any ass is better than my ass. Almost, almost any ass. There are some asses where I'll even I'll look. I'll be like, you know what, my ass is bad, but my ass ain't that bad. That's how I felt about like my teeth before. Like I had bad teeth, but like sometimes yeah. I'd see somebody be like. You know, at least I'm still going like outside. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a, a pretty interesting choice for 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 filmmaking. Now, I haven't. I, I I tried to watch this movie this week, and like I didn't. Oh, I uh, Matt, you're killing me. I know, I know, I know. But it was. I I I, I think I'm pretty well versed in ET. I've seen it enough. But I, I'm trying to remember. Is there a is there a scene? Is there a part of the movie where he says 
penis breath in it. Yes. Over my, yes. That yes, is my sixth is. note. Sixth okay. Note is so the reason I bring that up and the, why that's such a hard memory for me is we watched it. We watched E.T. in school one time for whatever reason. <laughs> nice. And that, that happened. And it just like blew my hair back. I was like, whoa, penis breath. I've never even <laughs> thought about the idea of calling someone a, like a penis breath. And also, what does that even mean? <laughs> um, I know what it means now. Uh, yeah. But very funny. It's, it's, it comes across as like something that a little kid would just like put two words together and call someone that. And it's so out of the blue. It's such a great moment in the movie because the mom laughs, but yes, then realizes I love that. Yeah, that she shouldn't be laughing at that. And like, she should be scolding him for saying, you know, calling her brother, his brother a bad name. So <laughs> it's such a that, great little. That actually, yeah, like I love that was sort of like the first little thing where he says that. And I'm like, uh oh, but then like she laughs. And I was like, oh, like these are like, it just made them seem so much more real. And it, it made me. I love how he said penis breath because, like, that scene in Donnie Darko where he says to his sister, like, why don't you go suck a fuck? And I was like, it's just kids, like, learning bad words and just saying them. <laughs> They're just throwing bad words together. Yeah, yeah. Matt, I feel like you're going to be that parent where you're, you know, little Wednesday is going to say something obscene. And mm-hmm. the first reaction you'll have is to laugh and enjoy it. And then your second reaction will be like, oh, wait, I'm the parent here, and I need to be like, hey, that's not appropriate. Yeah, well, I mean, it depends on what she says, because if it's if it's good, I'll be like, all right, well, don't say mm-hmm. that. It's not good. But if it's like, if it, I'll put it this way. If it's obscene and it's not funny, I'll be bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I don't know. I think I'm actually pretty... I think I'm pretty good at, at when to pull the trigger on going blue. Or, I mean, or or when 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 isn't isn't a good time to to mm. say something awful. So I would hope that my daughter would just genetically inherit that skill that I I worked so hard at. Uh, but if she doesn't, it's that's we're gonna have a big issue in the house. It's a real nature versus nurture thing, right there. To know when to blue and not to blue. Yeah, but man, when I yeah. heard that in school, penis breath. Whew, that was like that, that was a turning point in my life. <laughs> I had a note. Changed. I had yep. a note specifically for you in that he has a Hulk poster and a Hulk light switch in his room, uh, and I, I was like, "Ah, oh, but Matt would loves this, and <sighs> you're not that that little detail. That's not gonna hold up." <laughs> I wish I re- remembered that detail. <laughs> you would have loved this movie even more. Um, let's see. Another like just overall thing about the movie is um, the way it sounds. And I feel like this is kind of a weird thing, but Spielberg movies specifically, specifically, but movies of this time period, like the audio sounds a specific way. Like the, all the dialogue sounds very much in a room, uh, versus I think the style both before and after is really clear, right? In your face dialogue that you can hear very clearly. No room sound at all. Um, but at this time period, I think the room sound was kind of in style. And so one of the things that I always think about, I don't know why in this movie is like the room, everything sounds like it's in the room that it's in, you know, they're playing D and D at the beginning of the game. And it's like, Oh, it sounds like they're in that kitchen or, you know, when they order the pizza and it's like, it transports you in a way um, because of, it sounds like you're really there. And that, hmm. that's another thing that I thought was really killer. <laughs> hmm. 
Uh, what other notes I have? Uh, Matt, another little moment when he is, I'm sure you probably remember at the very beginning, he hears the sound and he goes out to the shed. And there's a moment where the light of the shed is on him and he's in silhouette. And it looks just like that scene in The Exorcist where the priest first arrives at the house and he's in that silhouette of the light from the window. And I, I don't know if, you know, it was a specific callback to The Exorcist. I'd like to think it was because The Exorcist is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, but I made a note of that. I'm going to say something real stupid, I think, mm-hmm. in about one second. Um, the Exorcist. Yes. Who made that? It was, it was not Spielberg. Friedkin. Okay, that's that's what I was getting at. I was like, that's not a Spielberg film, right? No. He did. Mm-mm. You're thinking Poltergeist. Which he worked on at the same time right. as E.T. Right. And I love Poltergeist. Let me just let me just put that out there right now. Poltergeist scared the shit out of me as a kid. So. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> that's so, so good. Does that have a clown thing in it too? Or yeah, it's just no. It, it does at the end. It's uh, the the um, the Jack in the Box clown, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking. Oh, that movie is scary, man. That movie's so good. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stay away from the light, Callum. I wish we were talking about Poltergeist. <laughs> we should have done Poltergeist instead. Uh, Shit, I'm, I'm gonna be really scared if we if we have to do <laughs> review a horror movie on this. This is it'll be a personal challenge. Well, October's coming up, so we'll, we'll have to do it at least once. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, maybe maybe we should do maybe we should do the Exorcist. Oh, oh, one, of, one of my all time. Well, I don't want to do one that David wants to do. I want to <laughs> make him watch something he doesn't want to watch. Yeah. No. Uh, let's see what other notes I have. Um, obviously, John Williams' score. The this the music in this is iconic, just I, like all John Williams themes are. Yeah. I, uh, you pulling it up? I got some for you right here, baby. Thanks, Chief. But you know, while you're pulling up, we you know we go to the the IMAX theater, and one of the things they do at the IMAX theater before a movie is play film scores. And this is another one of those. Yeah, that that theme is so good, immediately recognizable, so iconic. God, that's so Takes good. You, back. you feel like you're in the '80s and you're a teenager on a bicycle again. Who who didn't want? What young boy didn't ride their bike and just dream about flying? David Thomas. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, I, 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 I'm actually pretty sure I never did that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're still like a young man by some people's uh, perspective. You know, yeah. <laughs> get, sure. get, get this man on a bike. <laughs> uh, and then my last kind of of these notes here is the Reese's Pieces thing. Mm. And apparently... That they uh, they were trying to get M and M's, but the M and M's Mars company wasn't interested, and so like, all right, we'll go with Reese's Pieces, which I feel like, what a huge mistake. Yeah, that's a weird. What? What? Why would they be like? Yeah, we're not interested in having our candy appear in your movie. I don't get that. <laughs> why would they say no to that? I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to be. A, they didn't know what it was, and they were afraid of the negative association of something that might be bad or weird or that families oh didn't like. Gosh. And That's so they were like, nah, it's not worth the ha- not worth the hassle. And then Reese's Pieces got this amazing advertising. And yeah, what the hell's an ET? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're thinking you're you know you're a candy company executive in 1982, and you're like, <laughs> right. oh, the, um, shit about these kids' movies. 
<laughs> you know, it's funny because there's a there's another alien based movie that has a very iconic candy correlation, which is Mac and Me. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah. which, which is, is basically ET, right? Yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's basically E.T., except it's real weird, and it's got much more terrifying uh, puppetry, and the alien's disgusting. Not cute, very (laughs) gross. I hate it. Um, There's also a scene of, like, a a kid getting pushed off a cliff in a wheelchair. (laughs) Yep. 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 The Paul Rudd thing. Yeah. (laughs) God, it's it's very funny. Just that, that bit going on Conan for 12 years and like every single time. It's like, check out my new movie. And then he always shows that same clip from Mac and me. And Conan every, every time is like, you told me you weren't going to this time. <laughs> He's never not going to, right? You, you know, you say that the Mac and me is scary. but So my younger sister, who is 25, 26, 26 this year, when she was a kid, she was terrified of E.T. She thought E.T. was the scariest thing she'd ever seen. She she wouldn't watch the movie because she just thought that it was a horrifying-looking monster. And E.T. is kind of creepy. He's not mm-hmm. cute. No, he's not cute. There's nothing cuddly about E.T. at all. Which yeah. is kind of amazing, right? Like, that he's this ugly thing that everyone falls in love you know you fall in love with this hideous ugly thing and you you know you love it like it was you know a cat well you might have that like i mean that's kind of like people love bulldogs or like pugs you know but like you they're think like that's ugly. what it is it's like the ugly dog thing i think so then like he kind of big eyes like that's something associated with like cuteness yeah. Yeah. Like I, the creepiest part about ET, like, and it was weird because I just, I watched Little Shop of Horrors like a week ago and it's the same complaint I have about the plant, but like the lips, the lips is the creepiest part to me. The way they moved, like, boom, like, the way it moved, I was like, good. I, I don't know. I maybe think <laughs> of Final Fantasy. You know? <laughs> no. But, no. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I never even noticed that. I'm going <laughs> to. I gotta go watch it go. and just look at his weird lips. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think he has lips. He just has like a funky jaw. Well, look, the like skin around the mouth, I guess. Whatever you call lips. Yeah, I, no, think, I, get, I get you. I think he was like yeah. modeled off after like Albert Einstein and like a few other people. I don't know. Really? Yeah, I was reading that. that sense. I was reading that earlier. I'll see if I can pull it up. Who ET's modeled after? But it's, it is very. It is something very specific. Uh man, I would imagine kill. finding out that you know you were the model for ET. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I knew that I wasn't attractive, but that's yeah, right. Oh Hold yeah, up. see here, modeled, modeled after, after Bisney's butt. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very flat alien. <laughs> ET's face was modeled after those of Albert Einstein and the poet Carl Sandberg. Did you know that there's Sandberg. a uh, there's an ET modeling agency? Entertainment Tonight. Oh, it's Explore Talent. All right, I guess that, that's that's less funny. Yeah. It's not extraterrestrial. <laughs> I know that was like maybe like specializing in extraterrestrial modeling. Well, you know, like Hollywood needs all kinds of you know looking people, right? Not everyone in every movie is attractive. You got to have you yeah, know like sense. the Wilford Brimleys of the world. That guy's cute. That's your go-to. Which uh, someone on the the Facebook on the uh, Make Fun Network today posted that Wilfred Brimley is is no that Paul Rudd now is the same age as Wilfred Brimley in Cocoon. 
Oh man, an incredible fact. Fifty-two years old. That's what one dude looked like, and that's what the other dude looked like. Yeah. So, David, Mm -hmm. before you saw this movie, it's such like a pop culture icon. Did you pretty much know the movie or what was going to happen, or or was there anything that surprised you in the in the film? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you know the plot, but uh, some things that I really like how his brother and his sister like join the team. I, I thought the whole thing was going to be about like, you know, like the older brother, like he comes in like, you know, he has like those douchebag friends who I also thought were hilarious, but like, um, and such in like the eighties movie way where they had like, Oh yeah. The kid wore the 3d glasses or <laughs> Yeah. Oh my, one of my favorite parts of the movie is how at the end, like they're, they're escaping with the van and he pulls up to his friends, like grab your bikes, meet us at the, mountain with no context and one of them's just like <laughs> let's do it <laughs> just immediately on board i love that but um yeah i love how his brother and his sister like were in on it and like they they helped him out and like his brother like came through for him and also like i know like henry thomas like he's amazing in that movie but holy crap drew barrymore was so good in that it's, uh, like my favorite drew barrymore performance <laughs> more than so, never been kissed uh you know what i don't think i've seen that one i just i never really liked her but hold on, hold she's on, so on, good in this hold on. you've seen over a thousand over 1100 <laughs> movies Not, you've never seen never been kissed uh no i don't i don't think delete I your letterbox account you friggin' fraud uh, <laughs> i am a movie fraud <laughs> fraud but i uh, i love how they joined the side and yeah what you mentioned about the um you know the guy with the sweet ass, like how, um, he is super, you know, he, he's humanized. Like I, I, I totally expected, you know, like he's talking to Elliot and he's all like, it's, you know, I want to help. He's going to be good. And like, you know, it's like, Oh, well he's clearly doing it to manipulate him. But then like, he actually is, you know, on board. Um, so it wasn't really like a super clear villain, which yeah. I enjoyed. Um, and also him and the mom, a thing, maybe. Um, <laughs> hey, those and, divorced moms. Yeah. Oh, and that's something, that's another thing in the movie. It's like her divorce is, it's, they never talk about it, but you can tell that it's affected her and the family. And there's the moment where she finds out that her ex is with his new girl in Mexico. And she like, he's like, he doesn't even like Mexico. And it's like, <laughs> right. oh, and it's such in the background and again, it's from the perspective of the kids who like don't really know what is going on and like they don't quite understand. They know their parents aren't together anymore, but they don't understand, you know, the the real world impact of what that is. Right. Um, so- I I feel like thinking about it, especially now, um it fe- it's like a blockbuster that is not assuming its audience is stupid. Like like just it tells a story it it never like slows down to like blatantly explain stuff there's no like pointless exposition like it 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 isn't assuming that we're idiots who need to have it written out for us like it just it just goes and i was really i was surprised at how like fast it felt like i i it never felt like okay well here's a part where everything has to whatever like it it felt like it was progressing at like a good speed because at one point he's like wearing the hoodie and i'm like i know that what's gonna happen and then it did (laughs) and like uh i yeah i mean in general i think i was 
I was, I was, it held up better than I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be one of those, like, I've seen this a thousand times. I'm like, sure I have, but like not in a, I'm sick of it way, you know? Yeah. I will say that it was very clear that he put on the hoodie so that they can swap him out with a stunt double. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Because, <laughs> you know, watching it in 4K on a pretty nice TV and HDR and everything, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are stunt doubles. They don't look like them at all. <laughs> I Well, that's why I loved actually about how often, you know, through like some kind of a gag or whatever, or obviously like him behind a table, like how you never only like twice do you see E.T.'s full body. Like now, I read that the full body, there was a, a person that was born without legs that was in the costume and that's what controlled it when you saw the whole body. Wow. And I don't know if that's true, but it sounds crazy enough to be true. I think I saw I mean, it on Buzzfeed or something, you know, who knows? Or Salon. Yeah. It was but. on Salon. It was the <laughs> on my daily salon visit I was reading. Oh yeah. It. But uh yeah, I, I don't I don't sorry. I was no, going to go say uh, salon satirical, right? Is it? I, Matt, I don't go to salon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was trying. I honestly was trying to trick Matt into like <laughs> trying to like be like, no, it's not. I'd be like, ah, you motherfucker. No, it's hard news. No, I literally, I went and when we said this, I searched my history, and the only time that salon comes up in my history is when I looked it up last time you gave me a hard time about going to salon. And so it's just the Wikipedia page about salon. Cause I, I don't. <laughs> oh man, this is my favorite bit. It is. But, uh, yeah, there, there, I knew the plot, but there were parts of the movie that I completely was not expecting. It also like three genuine belly laughs from me like wow huh. which uh, yeah. what 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 uh what points uh et gets hit with the fridge door <laughs> that's it, um, flips over but, but the part that made me laugh is how drew barrymore is like but i think you killed him already that <laughs> that got me um second uh was the, <laughs> the the stupid high school friend being like let's do it like when, for no reason um and the third, uh, oh, when Elliot tells his older brother he's alive, and then he jumps and bangs his head in the ceiling. <laughs> really? Clearly, I'm just I fu- I love slapstick. Apparently. Slapstick, yeah, yeah. What and about you? Didn't laugh when he tried to follow Yoda? Uh, no, I, w- <laughs> I was enraged when that happened. You were enraged uh, <laughs> because he, no, I, he, <laughs> he said I was he just like Star okay. Wars. No, I do. I would, but that was more like a smile and a nod okay you know that wasn't a guffaw hmm. right. uh yeah. so where did you where did you watch it i watched it on my computer um so do you know so back in i think 2002 there was a 20th anniversary edition mm-hmm. uh, where they removed all the guns and replaced them with walkie talkies and added some additional scenes with a cget like there's a scene with him in the bath that is a uh, is completely new, and I remember seeing that in the theaters in two thousand two and being like, "Wow, that was pointless. Why would they replace the guns with walkie talkies?" And since he's done like the opposite of a George Lucas, and you can't get that anniversary edition anywhere, it's totally mm-hmm. out of print. It's not available to stream. You know, it's not available on DVD anymore or anything like that. Only the original theatrical one is. But it's interesting that he had that weird experiment uh, to replace all the guns. I don't know if you, Matt, have you ever seen that version with the walkie talkies? Yes. 
Um, I here's here's my takeaway about that. Like, I I, I really don't care. Like either way, but one mm-hmm. thing I will say is, uh, man, I pretty fucking seamless change. <laughs> yeah, like it was like I remember watching it being like, I I gotta like I want to see it so bad because I want to see how bad it is, right? I want to see how like it looks like someone just took like a piece of you know masking tape and you know, put a picture of a gun that cut out of a catalog over it and just yeah. like just floating around the screen or whatever. But um it's incredible. It's it, it's it's incredible and the, like a little concerning. It's like the first deep fake. Yeah. That's a good call. Spielberg originated the deep fake. He did. Deepfakes. So now when you're watching um Hermione getting railed, you can thank uh you think Steven Spielberg. <laughs> you know the latest you, deep Steven. fake I saw? I saw um they did a Celebrity Jeopardy deepfake where they replaced them with the actual celebrities. Oh, really? That sounds and, funny. And that's oh, funny. Wow. Yeah. That's, um, the, that's the future of deepfakes. Right there. Uh, quick question. Deepfake uh, porn rule sucks. I'm going to say rules real right off the bat because I can watch Gal Gadot get down. I don't, I don't think I've ever watched it. Um, They're pretty good. I, would, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I haven't either. I'm, I'm just going to say rules for comedic purposes, though. Like... I don't know. Seeing like Eugene Levy, like, have sex or something. <laughs> getting railed. Yeah, uh, we're getting railed. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm not frequently looking at people's faces, so I'm not sure I would even notice. Really, I'm a big face guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I, so shallow of you, there, I, Matt. Hey, maybe it is. Uh, it's just that's not a. It's not my go-to. So. What are you looking hmm. at? All kinds of stuff, you know, <laughs> like the set decoration. Like, what kind of sheets do they have in the bed? Oh, the, oh, the uh, sheets. The staging of this room is so hot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, all that kind of stuff. What's the story like? We got it. Real we, flowers. We got to do a top five, some sort of like sex episode with you, Matt, because I feel like you're just, you always you always surprise me in the, the, the bedroom department. And I mean that like when you <laughs> stick a finger in my butt. when i stick a finger up your butt or somebody else's butt no but every time we talk about it you're always so i don't know you always you're so clean cut and you know prim and proper and like don't like icky stuff (laughs) so i will say two things uh one man's kinky (sighs) is another man's pedestrian that's going to be your shirt because you say that all the time (laughs) and uh you know i will say it's a the human body uh, there's nothing icky about it, right? It's just just, just what we are. It's, we're not. We're not. Um, know. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I'm the most unicky of naked bodies. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, bodies aren't icky. They they are what they are. They, you know, it's the least icky thing. It's like we're living in it, living with it all the time. There's nothing. You know, people get really hung up about bodies and the things that bodies do and are, and it's like, why? It's what they what they do, like. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, E.T. E.T. So, uh, yeah, I guess we can kind of get into our rulings. Uh, what, uh, actually, hold on, before we get into that, we're, we're, we're I, over, we're overlooking a big moment of the movie. Mm-hmm. The, so David, you have a much different perspective. Matt, when you, did you, you saw this movie as a kid, right? Oh yeah. I, I don't remember ever not. Like we had it on VHS, and the weird VHS had like a the you know the part that flipped over, um, that you can open up to look at the tape inside on yeah. the VHS cassette. It was green for some reason, and <laughs> I, I don't know why I remember that small detail, but it was the only one I'd ever seen that was like that. 
and we had it really early it was like the first vhs we ever owned um yeah so yeah. the point i'm getting at is did the scene with the lab and like all the science stuff did that scare the shit out of you no i don't i don't remember it being scary um it was emotional but not like in a scary way it was like oh my god what's gonna happen i love et so much i want him to be okay because it's very hospitally, and um, yeah, that wasn't scary could, to me. I could see the astronauts coming into the house. I could see if I saw that as a child and not as a forty-six-year-old man like I am. <laughs> um, I I could see myself freaking out at that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because that I remember that too. That's like some memory image burn that is not pleasant. Like the actual, like them first appearing at the house. Yeah, then they first come in because yeah, like all Frankenstein-y, yeah, yeah. Because to Matt's point from earlier, you don't see the the heads or the faces of many adults, and then all yeah. of a sudden it's just like right, oh, oh. Like Darth Vader spacesuits, yeah, yeah, terrifying. <laughs> um, so yeah, but as an adult, you're like, I'll, I'll fucking beat the shit out of this astronaut. <laughs> I don't know if I ever think that about. I've That's never seen an astronaut whose ass I didn't want to kick. <laughs> I think so. That that just told me told me something interesting about you, Matt. Like, a thing isn't scary to you because you can look at it and be like, "Oh, I'll just beat the shit out of that." And I don't think that ever <laughs> comes to my mind. Like when I'm watching a movie that's supposed to be scary, and be like, "Ah, oh, no, I'm you know, I can beat the shit out of that thing. I'm not scared of it." It's like. Um. <laughs> Matt, you are so on the nose correct. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I said that before. Um, so a movie where it's like a uh, like Chucky, right? The doll Chucky. I'm not fucking scared of Chucky. Let me get my hands on Chucky and I'll I'll explain why, you know. Uh, beat the fuck out of that little Chucky doll. I don't give a shit. Um so, and, and and the other thing too is like human serial killers or human killers in general. I I know that they're human and they are weak in the same way that any human is. So that doesn't bother me. So that's why I'm terrified of, that's why my favorite horror movies are possession movies and a lot more uh, paranormal stuff. You can't punch it in the face. Yeah. Something that you can't physically overcome. Yes. That is that, that, that puts me in a much more, uh, a higher state of, of panic. Right. My, what scares me the most is the idea of somebody not liking me. So I think if Chucky just was like, I, David kind of seems like an asshole. That would be, you no. know, that, that's the most scary thing to me. We're, get, we're really getting psychological here. <laughs> we are. Yeah. Listen, this is the new Turtz, baby. Turtz. David, everybody likes you, man. You're a really likable, well-liked guy. Oh, it's, well, it's thank cool, you, man. brother. Except yeah. for, I mean, and Chucky's a real jerk, you know? I mean, listen, yeah, he yeah. might be right about a few things, but, you know, you can work on him. I mean, it's, we'll see when the reviews come in, you know, how, if, it rules if this sucks. is true. Yeah. Uh, think of it this way. Like, you're replacing Fro, right? Who, right. He's not well-loved, right? He, he actively is fighting with, like, six different <laughs> members of the Make Fun Network community. Yeah, I, I do remember the last episode of Top 5 I was on. There was a lot of talk about, yeah, like, it, I'm just like, oh, like, this is a thing. I'm like, good. <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, it's verdicts, right? And is there any other uh, moments in the movie people have uh, oh, talked um, about? I have to point out. I don't know if it was like a 
like a new technology thing at the Matt, time. Did you but just fart? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I heard it earlier too. <laughs> Listen, that's uh, don't come don't, on, penis breath. Don't. There's <laughs> been two. Don't pull the curtain back. <laughs> Remember, I said earlier, I was like, I know when to go blue and when not to. <laughs> yeah. Now Behind was a good curtain. time. Behind that curtain, smells like shit. <laughs> yeah, there's a turd on the floor back here. <laughs> but I don't know if it was like just like a new, I, I don't know, like camera technology that advanced to a point. But there were so many times in that movie where they had to get a shot of like steam or smoke being illuminated by a light. Like so much, like they're up in the mountain and for no reason at the beginning, there's just a shit ton of smoke everywhere. And I remember like- <laughs> Bust out the fog machines. We're doing a forest. Yeah, <laughs> so much fog. And like right after, um, actually right after the penis breath scene, there's a part where Elliot, he goes and like he puts his dishes in the sink and turns on the water and just lingering <laughs> shot outside the window of this steam like inside i was like what the f- spielberg fucking loves this right now <laughs> i and think it's like a you know like lens flares with jj uh, abrams it's right it heightens the reality it's like super real and it, it's like an emotional sight and uh, i like i'm sure because like the version i watched was like blu-ray remastered or whatever but like i'm sure 82 like maybe it, it was like somebody was like having coffee on set one day and it was filmed and like, it's you can see the steam. And like, they just had to like put it in every scene in the movie. But like, wild. You can I, see the steam. <laughs> and check it out. <laughs> yeah. The main points I had to point that out and I, and I had to point out just how good, uh, Drew Barrymore and Henry Thomas were, they really were like, it was great. Children acting is hit or miss, right? Have have um, either of you, probably not David, because he just saw the original right now, but have either of you seen the made-for-TV uh, like sequel? It's like a cable commercial or something? E2? No, there's there's like um, there's a um, hold on, am I making, am I, am I uh, what's the word? Uh, Mandela affecting myself here? Yeah, I th- I, there's like a, a cable commercial where like E.T. comes back No, but back that's, and that's recent. That's yeah, really recent. recent. Yeah, that was like last year. No, but I could have sworn there's another. Maybe I'm thinking about the premise of the ride. <laughs> you might be. I think I am because it has a bunch of other ETs. Um, yeah, I think you're thinking of the ride. <laughs> uh, maybe I am. Yeah. Hey, ET the ride though it rules. It, it happens, I think <laughs> it's all one movie to me. I've heard great stuff. Uh, yeah. So. Dave, let's go, Dave. We'll have you go last because okay. you're the one who you're like fresh to the movie, right? Uh, yeah. Matt, rule sucks. Et rules. Steven Spielberg is one of the all-time greats. He absolutely understands how to get an emotional impact and make you care about characters over the course of two hours. I love this movie as a kid, and it holds up as an adult. Um, and staying true to what I said earlier, this movie you sucked. Have, Steven Spielberg it. doesn't know how to make a movie. <laughs> he, uh, he knows nothing about cinematography. He has no idea how to make you care about anyone. Mm-hmm. And I really hated this movie as an adult. I think that's the opposite of everything you just said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but no, for real, uh, the movie, uh, the movie rules. It's, it's a real, so it came out. In '82, it was, was the highest-grossing film of all time for 11 years until Jurassic Park beat it in '93. 
That's also Spielberg, right? Yeah. Spielberg, you've done it again. <laughs> Lightning <laughs> Nominated for nine choice. Oscars, but it did. It lost Best Picture and Best Director to Gandhi. Mm. Oh, fuck Gandhi. <laughs> Has anyone ever said that? That's, that's the quote of the night. Fuck Gandhi. The fuck old him. Gandhi switcheroo. What's he ever done for anyone? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but the movie rules. It's, it's, it's like a... Uh, at this point, it's almost like a rite of passage, right? Like, what what person our age, like like me, for instance, right? I just had a daughter. I'm, I'm a little, to be fair, I'm a little late to the game on having kids. Um, 35 is considerably late. Some people, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people I know that are my age have like 10 year olds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna show ET to to my to Wednesday when she's of age because it's a it's a great movie. It's it's it touches on a lot of um. A lot of emotional investment, especially for a kid. So I think it's I think it's a fantastic movie. I think it rules. And it's basically the reason why we like Stranger Things. Oh, absolutely. Stranger (laughs) Things, uh eight millimeter, it's all the same shit. No, not eight millimeter. (laughs) What am I thinking about? Eighty (laughs) eight? What the hell's that movie? Eight millimeter is like a snuff film. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, Stranger Things, Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels. (laughs) Super eight. Super eight is Super Super eight is what I'm thinking. Eight millimeter. Mm -hmm. Fuck. What a dumb thing to say. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's almost the same, right? Like, right. like su- Super 8 is called Super 8 because I think it shoots on 8mm film. So you're. There you, you go. got it. Hey, you uh, you ever see E.T.? You like that movie, huh? It was, you know, cute with the, the alien and the little boy and everything. Hey, if you like that movie, I got a movie for you. It's called 8mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's got an alien and a little boy. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, extraterrestrial stuff happening in that film. Bunch of deep fakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, what's your, what's your thought on it? Uh, it rules. Honestly. Yeah. I, 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 I will be completely honest. I went into it fully planning to write about how much it sucks and just like me, like the effects are shitty, but like 20 minutes in. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, I, I wasn't like awestruck by it, but like, I got a, like a similar feeling. Like I watched close encounters of the third kind first time, like two years ago, similar God, feeling that to that. So good. I, yeah, super appreciate it. Uh, the the kids were great. Really refreshing perspective on like how they how they portrayed adults and like it it, it seemed to like it, it avoided a lot of like big movie cliches that we've all seen a thousand times that I assumed originated from movies like ET. But like that stuff, like the good parts of ET stick around, but it doesn't have all the bad shit that's developed and just like. And I could appreciate it in a not so much in a campy way as I was expecting, but like as a genuinely good watch and like appreciation. Yeah, it rules. Hell yeah. Well, you know what? I think we've done it. I think we've, we've, you know, uh, resurrected the show. We've resurrected the show. We have, we have breathed. Uh, is it breathed life? We've breathed. We've, is it, br- no, it's breathed. It's breathed. Yeah, you got it, man. <sighs> Don't second guess yourself, man. I know I don't mm-hmm. normally do that, but that one just did not sound right to me. It do, it doesn't sound right, but yeah. Anyway, we friggin' put air in its lungs. It's back, mm-hmm. baby. Uh, David, how you enjoy your first show? I did. I am excited. Thank you, guys. I will say this experience rule. <laughs> wow, wow. I don't think Froze yeah. ever said that about talking to me before. 
definitely not. <laughs> well, I'm not fro. I'm friend. Put that. Get that shirt. <laughs> I'm not fro. I'm friend. That's so <laughs> funny. I, I probably will make that a shirt. Um, Sounds good. Awesome. So I mean, we're back. We'll we'll catch in another two weeks with a new episode. And uh, if it doesn't rule, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs>